When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, September 29th. And today the uh, data point that we'll be getting is about the gross domestic product. Now, don't get head faked on this because this is just a revision to the previous report. So in the previous report for the second quarter, The government said that the U.S. economy contracted at an annual pace of 1.6%. Contracted, minus, not good. The consensus is that maybe that was a little overdone. We're still going to see a negative sign, but it should be a little bit better than that. Maybe um, a half to 1% contraction. We'll see. But it's a little confusing because it almost seems like, oh, it's brand new data, but it's not. Don't get faked out. Okay, good. This is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. We do that by fielding your questions. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, and you can click the Contact Us button. And uh, we're going to be plowing through some emails because we we just cannot deal with this anymore. Even though Mark is in with it, I'm not. So we're doing some emails. This is from Nancy who retired in November of 2019. How about that? In January of 2021, she and her husband sold their home. And she says in parentheses, for an excellent price. And then this is so cool. And then we began to travel full time with our travel trailer. Hey, gang, if you're going to send emails like this, I want some photos of something fun. Like, what did you see? Where did you go? Things like that. Okay, back to Nancy. After nearly two years of travel, which we loved, we are now thinking about buying a home sometime next year. We can afford a mortgage payment of around $1,500 plus taxes, insurance, etc. Now that all of the equity from the sale of our previous home is liquid, I am thinking that we should put down only the amount needed to get the mortgage payment to $1,500 or less. And this would keep the rest of the equity money liquid, not locked up in a home. What is your opinion of this idea? Do we need to buy? Is the rent in your area affordable? I don't know if I would be such a buyer right now, but presumably if you're not eating up all the equity, you should be fine. Um, You should probably also explore different kinds of mortgages just because rates have popped since you sold your home and maybe it's not going to be a smart idea to lock in at this moment. I'd love to know a little bit more about how much money you have, sources of income, 
uh, and what else is going on in your financial life, Nancy? So if you could provide that, I'd feel a lot better about the game plan. Okay, excellent. All right, next, this is from Lucy, who is 31 years old, and she says, I'm looking for some help with my retirement accounts. I have a 403B and an optional plan through an old employer. About $5,000 is Roth and $45,000 is traditional. I just opened a Roth IRA because now I'm a contractor. The other account I have has about $20,000 in it, and it's through First Command. It was supposed to be for college, but I never used it then. I want to know if I should combine the First Command with my TIAA accounts and if I should start doing Roth conversions. Lucy, I want to make sure that I understand this. If you have traditional money somewhere else, you can roll it into TIAA. I absolutely believe that would be a very smart thing for you to do. I'm not sure what you mean by an optional plan through an old employer. That's one, I guess I'm a little confused about that. If you have money available to pay the tax that's due for a conversion, I guess you could But on the other hand, if you're just going to do all Roth all the time, and this is going to be the beginning of that process, that too may be good for you. I want to make sure you don't soak up all of the liquidity that you have in order to do a conversion. You are young, so I know that a conversion may be appealing, but if you just sock it away and you say, okay, here's a bunch of traditional retirement money, here's a bunch of Roth retirement money, and you're really going to be adding more to the Roth, I think that that makes a lot of sense for you, at least at this time. So you can follow up with us if I have misunderstood something. Okay, next up is Robert, who says, Dear Jill, my ears always perk up when you mention the thrift savings plan on Jill on Money, as you did on the episode titled, Should I Roll Over My TSP with a soon-to-retire military member? As you noted, TSP is well-managed, has low costs, and has been revamped with better investment and withdrawal options. However, to me, there's a big minus that never gets mentioned. There's no dividends or dividend reinvestment. Hmm, that's interesting that you care about that, but let's hear more. Some background. So Robert started in the government in 1986 as an intern. And he worked his way up and he said he and his wife saved and paid off student loans. When TSP started, they maxed out their contributions and continued to do so until I retired in 2019. We were aggressive investors. We put most of the money in the common stock or the C fund. As I moved up in my career, I continued to max out my contributions. Now, by the time I retired, we had $1.6 million in the account. I should be happy with that. I'm not. Along the way, my wife and I educated ourselves on investing. We started with mutual funds, then to ETFs, and eventually started buying shares in companies like Coke, Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, others. We used DRIP or dividend reinvestment plans to reinvest the dividends that we received each quarter. But it wasn't and still isn't available in TSP. No dividends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you own a share of a mutual fund, whether it's a thrift savings plan or it's a stock mutual fund, the fund family, or in this case, the government, buys shares in a company and it's part of this fund. And then when the company is crediting dividends to shareholders, the fund itself receives dividends. 
And those dividends are usually reinvested into the fund. So I think you may be overstating the problem with the TSP. And it's all well and good for you to say you have individual stocks and it works well, but I don't believe that you would have been uh, better off holding those individual stocks and having those dividends reinvested. Uh, Joseph writes, I have $200,000 in cash in my TD Ameritrade self-managed 401k for retirement. Now, CD rates are now at 3.5% for three months and 4% for six months. Are there better fixed income vehicles that I should be considering? Uh, I don't see CD rates for those short time horizons at that high uh, a level. So that's number one. Maybe you can find them. I, I don't see them. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here on the uh, depositaccounts.com website, deposit accounts owned by LendingTree. Uh, and I'm seeing 2% uh, for three months. Uh, let's see what we're looking at. Maybe you meant two-year CDs. Let me look at that. Yeah, maybe you meant two-year CDs. Those are at 3%. That makes more sense. And a three-year CD at three and a half, some four-ish. So, I mean, look, you could build a CD ladder inside of this 401k. Is this the only money you have in the 401k? What are the other assets? It does freak me out a tiny bit that you have 200 grand of cash in a 401k. But uh, if you want to build some sort of ladder of fixed income products, CDs are the safest. You could also maybe look at whether or not there are some uh, some bond funds that might interest you. Maybe there are some government bond funds or maybe some corporate bond funds if you want to keep this as a fixed income investment. If you're just terrified of markets, then sure, go ahead and check out uh, CD rates or other um, high yielding money markets. But, you know, if this is just the cash portion of your account and you want to remain flexible, um, then maybe the money market might be best for you. Kind of want to know what else is in that account, though. Very curious about that, Joseph. So let us know. Follow up with us. Okay, Nancy writes that she's been reading newsletters and watching me on CBS for years. She says, my son and I are buying a house and the interest rates are climbing and now he's extremely concerned. We made an offer of $790,000 and the down payment would be $110,000. What do you suggest we do? Oh gosh, we need so much more information, Nancy. We'd love to have you on the program, you and your son because maybe you're getting priced out because mortgage rates popped on you, or maybe it's not the best time to lock that in. So I really would like to know more about what's going on for you and your son. Okay, so that's it. That's the program. If you have a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to our website. It's jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. I know we're doing some email episodes to clear things out, but gosh, I just love it when you come on the air. So much better, a richer experience for both of us. I feel very confident making that promise. I really do. Of course, if you're shy, no problem. Uh, on the website, you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter and you can pre-order the book, The Great Money Reset. You may want to check that out. Really would like that. Do me a favor, lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity, forming strong teams to support them. Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.